0: and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision as we do on a tuesday always good to take the opportunity to get an update on what is breaking news around the world but with a special focus on israel and those events that are happening in the middle east ron ross our middle east reporter back with us again today hello ron welcome back to 2020 Thanks, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's just get a little bit of a focus. South Korea offering to talk with North Korea on easing border tensions and resuming family reunions. What's the latest?
1: Yeah, the, North, the, the, the uh, South Korean new leader is a very interesting fellow, and he's declared that he's prepared to work with the isolated neighbour on easing tensions and resuming reunions of families who have been separated by their war in the 1950s. Vice Defence Minister Su Chu Suk said yesterday the South Defence officials are proposing talks at the border village of Panmun Yong on Friday to discuss how to end hostile activities along the border. Seoul's acting Red Cross Chief Kim Sun Hyang said it wants separate talks at the border on August the 1st to discuss family reunions. Seoul's proposal for two talks indicates President Moon Jae-in is pushing to improve ties with Pyongyang despite the North's first intercontinental ballistic missile test this month. Moon reiterated earlier this month he's willing to meet North Korean leader Kim Jong-un if conditions are met. Moon also said the two Koreas must halt hostile activities along the border, restart family reunions and cooperate on the 2018 Winter Olympics to be held in South Korea. I think he's wishing on a star myself.
0: (laughs) It might be a test to see if Kim Jong-un actually has a heart and would allow his people to have some level of family reunion. But as you say, don't hold your breath. Uh, Let's talk about things that are happening with the Palestinian Authority. They've announced their only precondition for peace talks with Israel is that Israel announce a commitment to two states. How does that story unfold?
1: I can only put this down to the Trump administration. Uh, The Palestinian Authority informed US President Trump's administration that their only precondition to reviving peace talks is that Israel announce its commitment to the two-state solution. Uh, The Palestinian Authority Foreign Minister Riyad al-Maliki told a Chinese newspaper yesterday, We are ready to engage in negotiations when Israel announces that it is committed to the two-state solution as the primary and only solution, he said. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said he supports a two-state solution, but many ministers and members of his government strongly oppose. Maliki's comments came less than a week after Trump's peace envoy, Jason Greenblatt, visited Jerusalem and Ramallah to discuss ways to revive the peace process. Again, this is one to watch.
0: Let's talk about this relationship between Donald Trump and Benjamin Netanyahu, because, of course, there was great fanfare on Trump being elected and having a pro-Israel focus but the U.S. President Trump has lost some support from Benjamin Netanyahu for his Syria policy. How does this yes, one look?
1: going to have to go ahead, Donald Trump, uh, with the Syrian policies without Benjamin Netanyahu. At issue is the ceasefire deal brokered jointly by the United States and Russia. For southwest Syria which according to Jerusalem will backfire by creating a strong foothold in the area for Iran including air and naval bases along with a significant permanent contingent of troops I just found out this morning from a good old mate of mine General Amri uh, a, a weapons and uh, military expert he has made a statement in Jerusalem last night Uh, that uh, if Syrian bases do appear, Israel will have to attack them. Uh, And there is also a report out of Iran uh, that Iran is already lobbying uh, for locations within Syria. So the agreement made possible after Trump and Putin met on the sidelines of the G20 summit and agreed to a plan that created de-escalation zones is not going over very well with Benjamin Netanyahu, who I'm glad to say is way out in front in polls for re-election in Israel.
0: Let's move the focus a little further to the south. Terror threats have forced Egyptian Christians to cancel summer activities. I imagine that's all around some of those attacks that have happened at various beach resorts.
1: It is indeed. And the uh, Dr. Andrea Zaki, president of Protestant Churches of Egypt, said... I asked all our churches and conference centers to cancel their trips and events for the next three weeks. There is news that they could be targeted by radicals, he said. An unofficial translation of his official statement reads, Warm greetings in the name of Jesus. In light of recent developments, please stop all church trips and conferences for the next three weeks of July. This is a serious matter. Any trip or conference... That continues, will be the personal responsibility of the organiser. Zaki confirmed the information came directly from security agencies. And uh, the announcement comes, as you mentioned, six weeks after an Ascension Day church trip to the St. Samuel Monastery in Minya and was ambushed by Islamic State on the 26th of May. Thirty Copts were killed in the attack, including women and children, and apparently the warnings come as there are signs of a continuation of that kind of aggression.
0: Mm-hmm. Ron, we're very aware of just how complicated water rights can be. And uh, there are complications too in the Middle East, uh, nations like Israel, the Palestinians, the Jordanians. Uh, but there's a new water-sharing agreement in with those countries.
1: This is quite amazing and it's being considered as a miracle in Israel the American Middle East Envoy Jason Greenblatt announced that the concerned parties had reached an agreement for Israel to proceed with constructing a canal that will run through Jordanian territory to connect the Red and Dead Seas. Desalinated water from the canal will be directed to Israeli farms. In exchange, a new pipeline will bring water from Israel to Jordan And Jerusalem will also increase the amount of water it provides to Palestinian areas in the West Bank. As Seth Siegel writes, the deal makes an important shift in the Palestinian Authority's policies and will bring a great deal of good. The strategic genius of the plan is that it weaves vital economic interests of these sometimes antagonists together. Even should Jordan or the West Bank someday fall to radical rejectionists, it would be nearly impossible for those leaders to break their water ties entirely without creating substantial hardship. So it's an amazing development.
0: And before we move away from that story, Ron, with the Palestinians, given that they are in a... Uh, disputed territory there in the West Bank. How does that arrangement work with Israel? Because Israel is wanting to supply uh, a water supply or does it run through the Palestinian territory?
1: Yeah it does and of course Israel believes very strongly in Genesis the first book of their Torah and they regard all humans as created in the image of God and so uh, they may be fighting issues Uh, but they have great respect for humanity. And so this would be a major breakthrough for them.
0: Uh, Let's talk about archaeology for a few moments. Uh, The ancient jugs that have been unearthed at Shiloh could reveal the precise location of the ancient tabernacle mentioned in Joshua chapter 18, verse 1. How does this story unfold?
1: Well, it's very interesting to read that verse. It said, And the whole congregation of B'nai Israel assembled themselves together at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting, the synagogue there, and the land was subdued before them. Ten ancient jugs unearthed at the Samaria site in Shiloh could lead researchers to new discoveries about the Jewish tabernacle that existed there before the first temple was built in Jerusalem. The jugs, only some of which are broken, date to the time when Jewish people first entered the land. The vessels were unearthed approximately half a meter underground in a large room that's part of an ongoing archaeological excavation. The Bible attributes the tabernacle at Shiloh to the time of the high priest Eli and the prophet Samuel. In recent years, the archaeological unit of Israel's civil administration has been excavating together with the Shiloh Association. The goal of the work is to locate the southern wall of ancient Charlo. The newly discovered jugs indicate that in ancient times the area was vacated abruptly with residents not having enough time to collect and pack their belongings. Among the jugs the archaeologists also found a goblet known as a kabat, a type of ritual chalice. The discovery of the kabat ties in with the stone altar that was unearthed in the area a few years ago and could indicate that researchers are closing in on the precise location of the Shiloh Tabernacle of Joshua 18.
0: And just before we leave this story, Ron, interesting when we talk about all these different stories to do with archaeological finds and digs and all of these things that are uncovered and things that point to events that we read about in the scriptures, when we talk about archaeology, we're really talking about an affirmation of the authenticity of the biblical record, aren't we? It's really important when we have these archaeological conversations to know that that something significant is happening because... As these things confirm the
1: Bible? I think archaeology is one of the greatest witnesses we have to the truth of the word. And, of course, the word says the, the stones will cry out. And that's what's happening with research today. I, when I lived in Jerusalem, uh, mixed with many archaeologists, and uh, they're very uh, careful people. Uh, they, they study everything very, very minutely. Uh, but they are also excited uh, that they're bringing truth to the Word of God. And uh, it, it's it's very hard to be an atheist today.
0: Yes. Well, Ron, always so good getting your insights. Thank you so much for taking some time to share those with us today. Always good getting a catch-up. We'll do it again same time next week, but thank you so much, Ron Ross. Thanks, Abel.